Hello and welcome back to We Dive Deeper. Thank you so much for the response on this podcast. I absolutely love doing it. I love diving into people's brains and the fact that people are enjoying it and responding to it is just huge. So thank you so much. If you'd like to support the podcast and me and everything that I do, then please head on over to patreon.com slash Kate McGill and you get the episodes before anyone else. So If that's not a reason to sign up, I do not know what is. So the next three episodes were actually recorded in LA last week. I was lucky enough to go over there with three amazingly talented, wonderful women. One of them being Marie, which is spelt M-R-E-E. And she is one of the most, if not the most, talented person I think I've ever met. She writes and produces and records all of her own stuff. And it's just so good. Um, She's quite a shy and introverted person. And then when you see her sing live, which I was lucky enough to be able to see, the energy in the room just shifts and it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. So if you haven't heard of her, please go check her out. You won't be disappointed. On social media, it's just at M-R-E-E music, Marie Music. So without further ado, Marie, I'm going to dive into your brain in three, two, one. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) Oh no, that was not what I was intending to do. I thought you were going to do a handshake, and then I went like this. Oh, okay, that all right. Is so funny. It's, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so do you know how this works? Um, no. <laughs> so, I'm, so I've got 70 intrusive, personal, wonderful questions. Okay. And you're just going to pick a number between 1 and 70, and I'm going to ask you said question. Okay. Go. So I just pick a number? Yeah. Um, 63? 63. Okay. Uh, who was your favorite teacher? Um, like, can I do not? Does that have to be yeah, school no, or it could be like a mentor or like? Okay, I'd probably say uh, my piano teacher. Yeah, if that counts. Yeah. Um. So, um, I guess I started playing piano when I was like four or five, um, like just around the house because my parents had a piano in the living room, um, and. My mom signed me up with lessons, and uh, my first teacher was, like, Miss Mary. She was this really sweet lady. Um, I'd go to her house, and um, she really liked, like, to play by the books. Like, she really wanted to teach me theory, which I really... I can't stand theory. I, me neither. It's the worst. I was, like, going to quit because I just... It didn't, like, feel right, because I would just, like, make my own little songs on piano at home and then show them to her, and she'd be like oh, that's cute, and then just, like, go back to the book, and I just hated it so much. Yeah. But luckily, my mom was, like, she kind of saw that I had, like, some sort of talent with this, and she was, like, I don't want you to quit just yet. And um, coincidentally, my my parents have this antique store, and um, at the time, there was a, a man living next door named Todd Lanka who teached a bunch of crazy instruments. And so... Um, she started me with lessons with him yeah and it was really great because he like immediately kind of knew that I I was not I didn't really have a theory mind I just wanted to like play and just like have fun with it and so he really taught me how to play by ear and we learned some theory but it was really fun because he would he would ask me to pick any song that I really liked and we'd play it on the stereo and then he would teach me how to how to play that 
by ear. Wow. So, I've never heard of um, any teacher, I don't think, of, of musically, of letting their like student just learn things by ear, or even teaching that. I didn't even yeah. know it could be taught. I thought it was just something that you just had but that's amazing yeah I mean I really don't know where I'd be if it wasn't for him like he he really pushed that side of me that like wanted to create and when I'd show him my pieces he helped me like how to like transcribe them and yeah. and write them down and it was it was really great to have a like professional person tell me that like this is something you should like look into yeah. pursuing so did that give you like a quiet confidence then were you like maybe I'm actually good at this for sure like I I mean I'd always loved playing little things and like just making my own little songs on piano but I didn't really consider it being something I would do growing up until he kind of like just gave me that confidence and said That's like amazing. yeah yeah I just I I kind of felt that in some capacity I'd be doing music and I was like, maybe I'll be a piano teacher or maybe I'll be like a piano composer. Wow. So this was like prior to any other like musical Yeah, so how did it get onto singing? So it was piano for quite some time um, and growing up I, I was in like some choirs in school, just, you know, just regular choir class. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I saw... Um, that movie Glitter with Mariah Carey. I've never seen it. It's it got a lot of hating on. Did it? People really didn't like. I mean, it's like a really cheesy movie, <laughs> but I was I was like a teenager when I saw it, and I just like fell in love with her voice. Like I don't think I really knew much of Mariah Carey, and yeah. watching that movie and like watching this really talented young woman like pursue her passions and succeed in this movie and in real life too yeah um was so inspiring and so I, like, I bought all of her cds and it was really at that point where i i started like trying to like mimic the way she sang like like with runs and stuff because i hadn't even tried i didn't even know what a run was yeah and then i was like i just kind of tried to do it over and over and over again until i think maybe i learned it somehow or it was in me and i didn't know it but somehow there was this voice that I just, I didn't know I had that now I suddenly have access to. And so that was really exciting. Amazing. Because I, I think I heard an interview, I say I think, I'm the biggest Ariana Grande fan in the world. Oh, yeah. But she had like a similar thing, I think, growing up, listening to Mariah Carey and mm. Whitney and stuff, and mm-hmm. she was just mimicking them. And that's, yeah. so I'm wondering whether it it's like a, your child vocal box just isn't formed and so you can yeah. manipulate it more I don't know but it sounds right I that is one thing I massively envy is just being able to do it because it just feels like it's so fun is it like and this is what I've always wanted to know is it something that you control or do you just go for it and it goes to the notes that you want to go to for me it's I definitely need to know where I'm going yeah um or else it'll sound really weird. <laughs> so, like, I need to think about it beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, before attempting. <laughs> and so, were you always then, from that point on, like, just confident music-wise? Oh, uh, Because when, guess... when you start singing, it's yeah. like nothing I've ever heard. It's the most confident, certain, in most insane voice. Thank I mean, you. if you haven't heard Marie, go and listen. She's the... I, Without doubt, one of the top three most talented people I've ever met in my entire life. Oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah, just so this good. So was that, like, just certainty always there? Did you just kind of know that you were good? I think once I figured out that voice, I definitely felt way more confident. Yeah. Like, I just, there was this weird part of me that 
felt like I have this thing and I need to show people um, because just with my piano itself, I just feel like there's tons of people who play piano, but yeah. like when I finally found this like voice that I had, I just felt like I, I want to show people, even though I was and am still kind of a shy person. I just, it was weird to have this like really strong urge to be like, look at me, you know wow, what I mean? That's so, and yeah. so how did that like progress? And like, how did you gain the, like being a shy person, being like, I'm going to start playing in front of people and uploading YouTube videos. <laughs> like, where did you acquire that level uh, of like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. I, well, I Signed up for my middle school talent show was, like, the first step because I had not sang in front of an audience wow. before. That Marie did it the same way. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, I, I signed up and um, end up winning for that year. Of which course was, she did. <laughs> it was, like, it was just, like, so good to feel, like, for the first time in my life, like, people were, people saw me as more than just the quiet girl in class. Oh, that's like I, amazing. Yeah, so it was very validating, and um, it just felt so good, and I just want, I knew I just, I, I wanted to feel this again and again, so I, um, that's when I started posting on YouTube, um, which was, you know, kind of easier because I didn't actually have to be in front of an audience, which is like me and a camera, which is also kind of weird, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's easier, I yeah. think. It was easier at the time to, like, set up a camera by the piano and sing a song. yeah. So that's that's how I started on YouTube. And so do you do you still feel that in your life now that's where you feel most confident, most yourself and like yeah. in every other area of your life you're like, Oh, this is kinda of weird and then you get on stage and you're like, But this is where it feels great. Yeah, it's it's a really weird thing. Like I recently played a show and like I just notice most times that there's like a really like there's a side of me that comes out on stage that, like, I don't normally see in, like, everyday life. I'm I'm a pretty, like, I'd say insecure person, like, normally. But when I'm on stage, I just, I feel like, I just, I know I can command a room, which sounds like no, arrogance no, in a way. No, it really doesn't. It but, sounds incredible and admirable. And, I, mm. and I, I witnessed it yesterday. We were lucky enough. We all just kind of sat around the table and were singing together. Mm. And you were last, and we, we all knew it was going to be the best thing ever. But then you were like, oh, I'm nervous. This is weird. This was horrible. And we were like, yeah, I know. And then just like Keena said, this calm came over you. And it was, it's kind of like, it was just a different person in the room at that mm. moment. But I find that fascinating. And just so cool that you have that, like, such confidence in that area. And that is kind of what carries you through. Like, I think that's amazing. It's honestly, like really fun because like while I'm while I'm performing it's kind of like a game I play in my head like I just like I know how I know what it could sound like and it's like the game is to get it to sound like what I have in my head and so it's it's just fun and it's really fun to like to be like the leader of something kind of like like I know everyone is listening to me and I can control the pace and I can control the volume like it's it's not something I actually have in, like, normal life. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, give speeches yeah, or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So in this area of my life, it's it's really, like, rewarding and just, like, fun. Yeah, because I can imagine if I were you, meeting people and, say, shy people kind of get overlooked or 
spoken over or whatever. I can imagine it being like this kind of like, haha, like a deep knowing of when you actually hear me saying you'll take me seriously. Yeah. Because I bet that's the most, the coolest moment when you see their faces drop and you're like, fucking hell, that girl's good. Yes, that felt like for the talent show, like that was like, that just felt so good. Yeah. And like, even like playing gigs and stuff, like when I arrive there and like get my gear sorted out, people, like the sound people there are kind of just like oh like so like what do you need and like they don't actually take me super seriously like but once I start like sound checking and they like know like realize that like I'm a professional like I do this they like change their tune and they're like oh okay so yeah let's put some reverb on this and like yeah thank you (laughs) yeah I kind of knew I wanted that (laughs) yeah so that's so cool right pick another number okay um maybe Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, this is positive. Okay. What are you most determined to do in your life? Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess besides music, if you want to make that okay. a career, what, what else yeah. are you most determined to do? Most determined. I feel like. <sighs> hmm. I feel like when I think of determination, I think mostly about like my passions and stuff like that so music is definitely a big part of that yeah I think mainly like why I do what I do is it's for a lot of reasons it's like I want to one I want to like express myself in a way I don't know how like I could I just don't have any other medium like this is I feel like the only way I can truly like show who I am to the world so there's that and also like being able to connect to people and like and have them like relate to what I'm going through Um, because like I mentioned like as a shy person or an introverted person it's sometimes difficult for me to find like my kind of like crowd or people I feel like really comfortable around and through my music I found like people who come to my shows and who write me are like very much like me also I and so it's just like I think to continue doing that like yeah. is is such a dream and like I just I want to see that through and yeah. whether that's like you know I it's more music videos or like I have really wonderful dreams of like shows with like falling snow and like oh, wow. dancers and so like that's I have cool. like I would love to see that actually happen because I have such a clear vision of it in my head and I just I want that so yeah. bad so I think musically like that's kind of what I'm wanting to do and just spread as much like comfort and hope and love as I can through you're it. like doing it you're literally living that dream how cool mm. is that though I I like we've been saying the last couple of days how lucky we are to be able to me to come to LA to see you guys yeah. and for us to hang out and stuff like I never want to take that for granted no. it's the most and yeah, that determination to just be like, man, I'm in the best thing ever. I need to make sure this carries on because it's yeah. so good. It's it's incredible. Like I I don't believe that like I get to do this as my job. I know. It's like I get to wake up and kind of decide my schedule and just like focus on how can I convey what I'm feeling today. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's really just a blessing to be able to do this because not and what about can. like emotionally because I know for me I have a determination to make my relationship last that's mm-hmm. like huge for me and I have a t- determination to 
be happy, which sounds vague, but I guess the the, sh- the long answer of that would be to not let things affect me so mm-hmm. much. Like, I mm-hmm. really, really have a determination to make sure that I succeed at some point in that. I don't know what that looks like. I yeah. imagine over a long period of time, I'll just get better at it. But yeah. I don't want to be a slave to my emotions, too. So that's same. Kind of something else I'm determined to do. Yeah, definitely same. I feel like... Um, I definitely am very swayed by my emotions for sure and that's like something I really want to work on. And it's it's like funny because when I'm around people, I'm I'm like a people pleaser. So like I would never show people that I am like upset or like angry, but when I'm like with my close like with with Henry or like with my family or something like they'll know for sure when I'm down or when I'm sad or I'm angry. Like I can't like I can't hide that. And I wish like in the future, I I can get better at just, like, kind of getting perspective on the situation, realizing, like, most things are pretty fine, yeah. and I'm just, like, making a big deal out of very small things. Yeah, because I, I am, like we've discussed, super sensitive to the smallest mm-hmm. thing will set me off, and I, I look at my peers and, like, Josh and my family and stuff, and they, if I explain the situation to them, I'm like, that really hurt me, they'll be like... Kate, that's really stupid. Like, he obviously didn't mean it like that or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I'm like, damn, why does my brain do this to me? Yeah, it doesn't feel same. like it's my friend. But then the opposite side to that is that would we be able to do what we do if we weren't as sensitive? Maybe we wouldn't be able to feel as much as we feel. And that that's sounds true. like lame as fuck, but no. it's kind of true. No, I think that's very true. And that's kind of why I, like, kind of take is pride the right word in yeah. like in the fact that I am like a more quiet person I just feel like because I am the way I am like I just take in more stuff around me and yeah. I and n- now have more like in the well yeah. of emotions and experiences to like then turn into songs yeah. or you know figure out what's going on in my head through music yeah so I feel like um I'm definitely like it's it's bittersweet because yeah like I feel like I can write more yeah. interesting things but then life is so much harder <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wish I could just like turn it off and yeah. I wanted to and so were you always did you always consider yourself a quiet and shy person was that just yeah. who you were as a girl for sure and it was I recently watched some like um like home videos from when we were kids and it was actually surprising to me like how like I was actually kind of like loud but I was with my family so it's different like right. I, I think I've always been very quiet around strangers and people I didn't know I wonder why that is do you like I, any kind of situation that made you just go in your shell and never kind of come out or I just have always like been very scared of getting in trouble like right. being like like reprimanded in any way like that has always just been a big thing for me so like even in school, like, I remember the teachers being like, you have to bring your pencil to class every day, and, like, I would always do that, but then one day I forgot my pencil case at home, and I was, like, freaking out, like, I was just, like, I could not deal with it, wow. and so, like, I faked, like, having cramps, and I went to the nurse's office, and just, wow. like, stayed there, because I, like, I just couldn't deal with a teacher being, like, mad at me for not bringing a pencil wow. to class. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know why I feel so strongly about, like, yeah letting people down or making people upset but that's like 
I think maybe why I am more of a, like a reserved person because I feel like sometimes maybe something I say or something I do might offend someone and that's the last thing I would want to yeah. do. And does that kind of carry on in your day-to-day life now? Like if, if you, I mean, obviously we're adults, but like if you got in trouble or you upset someone, would it affect you oh, way more than... yes. Like I think that's definitely why I'm, I have such a big driving, uh, fear of driving. Like it's not so much that like, it is dangerous, you know, you, you can really hurt somebody. But for me, my fear is more of like making a mistake and then the person like getting mad at me. Like wow. it's like the social part of it that really freaks me out. Yeah. So it definitely like carries out. Yeah. And does that like, have you experienced anxiety then? Is that like a part of your life? Yeah, I'd say so. And I, I haven't really put that word in it until like a couple months ago. Like I didn't know what I was experiencing. Like I had like seen a therapist and, but that word was never like, I don't think I was seeing the right person because when I explained it to people, they're like, Oh, you like have anxiety issues. And I was like, oh like that's what that is and when I looked it up it was like oh yeah this is everything I'm experiencing so I think now having put like a term with it like can help me kind of get over it in a way just like I know like I can seek help with this yeah because otherwise I'd be like I'm feeling this way I don't know why yeah how does it affect your day-to-day because I've never experienced it but as I've said before I'm sure like it sounds awful I feel like most of the time it's not something that like stops me from doing things, but I have found lately that like I don't really want to leave the house. Like I feel anxious about people like talking to me in the street or like having to have a conversation with the person at the grocery store. Yeah. I don't know, like I just have so much like anxiety about like what do I say and like what if I say something weird or like what if they think I'm being standoffish? Like just so I I feel like maybe more now in a weird way than ever it's kind of been maybe stopping me from doing things I should be doing like driving and like going out of my house more um so I do want to get a handle on it and just like kind of do the things I want to do because I want to and not like stop because I'm afraid yeah do do you find meditation helps yeah when When we do it yeah (laughs) I I have fallen off my routine like majorly but um I have found that, like, when I meditate, like, especially in the morning, like, it kind of sets my day upright. And what I have done in the past and what I want to keep doing is um, the therapist I had been seeing at the time was, like, she she told me to, like, make, um, like, a personal mantra kind of thing. Like, so if you're feeling, if you're feeling, like, anxious, you write down anxious. And if you're feeling unconfident, you write unconfident. And then okay. you write... So, but then afterwards you write the opposite. So instead of like unconfident, I like, I feel confident, I feel calm, I feel secure. Like I would just say those, those opposites like throughout the day and remind myself like just by saying I am this, like already I think your body kind of, it steps up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I found that to be very helpful. Yeah. And does it, I'm curious as to whether like the anxiousness ever affects you talking to fans like after a show is that nerve-wracking because I guess they're all there to see and love you so that's like the only only social like situation where I feel like I'm fine because because yeah I feel like I don't have to prove myself to anybody they're there to see me and like I just I already feel included and liked so I I actually like I really enjoy it I don't find that to be 
very anxiety ridden. That's so cool. And then you set up your crafts meetup thing, right? Yeah. Where did that idea come from? Because well, that must have been like the first time you going there and meeting these people. Was that like what the hell have I just done? This yeah. is so nerve wracking. Yeah, it's it's been really wonderful. Um, I just wanted to find a way to connect with people. And I love doing crafts, and I love baking, and so I just decided, like, you know, I've spent so much time, like, fearing, like, going out and meeting people. If I have control over the situation, I know I can deliver. Like, it's kind of the same thing as, like, when I perform live. It's, like, when, when I know I have, like, control, and I know that I'm, like, a leader of sorts, then I know, like, I can, I can step up. That's so cool. I like, wish I could feel that way all the time. But it's, it's like, like black and white. You've yeah. got such areas of your life that are so good and you feel like a leader and then mm-hmm. other areas are like, shit, if I do something wrong, yeah. I'm gonna... Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not making you feel like you're no, weird. No, no, you no, no. You are no. mental. I am crazy. <laughs> no, but I... And I also, like, I know that, that it's such a common thing. So many people walking around have, like, so many different kinds of anxiety and usually, like... When I'm worrying about, like, what did I say? They're probably worrying, like, oh, what did I say? You know, like, they're, people are very, they think about themselves also. Yeah. So. And I think in this society and day and age, people overthink just everything. Yeah. Our brains aren't meant to be on overdrive constantly. And yeah. anxiety, wasn't it? I feel like my mum told me once, like, the fear and ang- anxiousness comes from, like, when you were cave people and you had lions chasing you. But yeah. we don't have that now. No. And yet those things are still there. Those emotions are still there. But yeah. they're just not needed anymore. We don't need them now. <laughs> like, we'll be okay if, like, we hand a paper in late. Exactly. Like, we'll be fine. But, like, yeah, that part of our brain that used to tell us, like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, we just, we normally in everyday life don't actually need those responses. Yeah. Okay, right. Pick another number. Okay, let's do um, 12. 12. You can't go wrong with 12. Have you ever lost someone close to you? Oh. Mm. I guess it doesn't need to be death. Yeah. Hmm. Lost someone close to me. I mean, I've been very, very fortunate um, that I haven't really experienced that. Um, Like, in high school, there was a friend who was in my friend group who did pass away. Wow. And it was very surreal. And, yeah, okay. Now thinking about it, it was actually very difficult. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. What what happened? Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so um, her name was Jenna, and she was in our... She she was um, in our friend group throughout high school, and um, all of a sudden it just kind of happened very quickly. Like she had to go to the hospital, and like over time, like it just I don't know how to explain it. It was just it it was very surreal, and like not having experienced that before, it just it was hard to like come to terms with the fact that someone can be here and then all of a sudden not. Um, And I was really fortunate that, like, my friends were all there and we could go through this together. We were in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. And she loved music. She was such a beautiful singer. 
Um, and at her funeral, the whole choir in school, we went there and sang for her. And, wow. And it was, it was beautiful. I mean, also so sad, but um, it's amazing how music can like help you go through things. And I actually... My song "Little Bird" is about that. Um, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what what happened to her? If you don't mind me asking. She had. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was in her brain, and oh, um, like seeing her, her kind of her body transform, and her you know she started to look different, and she lost her hair. And it was, it it was just I. She went from this person who like had sleepovers and like talk all the time to someone who, eventually couldn't really communicate with. And oh my god, I can't um, even imagine how difficult that was. Yeah, I mean it. It wasn't like we were like best friends or like a family member, but I mean, yeah, I guess that was kind of yeah a thing. And I guess if it's still like that response still happens inside of you it must have been a very hard thing even if nowadays it doesn't affect you but yeah yeah. and I guess it's at that age as well you don't expect to go through something at that age but then for it to be so close to you as well like the so close to home thing makes it feel even scarier yeah right okay pick another number okay um 24 okay when do you feel lonely okay okay when do I feel lonely? Um, I find that I feel like very lonely when I'm when I'm really really down, which yeah. it makes sense. But like, um, like when I when I like when I'm depressed or when I like start going down that path, like I'll just kind of like sit with myself and be like, like the thought that there's no one can make there's no one right now that can make me not feel the way I'm feeling. Like that's, yeah. that's when I feel like I'm by myself. Like no one can get me out of this. Yeah. That's kind of when I, f- like, I feel just like I, I'm yeah. the only one. You know? And like we've said in the last couple of days, it's that kind of realization of it's just us really. We come into this world alone kind of through a vagina, but then, <laughs> but then you leave alone. Like you're yeah. doing this whole life alone. And yes, you have partners and friends and stuff, but like you said, when you're in those like holes or in the really bad bouts of stuff, it's only you that can get yourself out of those. Yeah. And that's really, really like a lonely feeling. And I find that it's, I feel fine going through life and I'm like, I've got friends to talk to, life feels good. And mm-hmm. then the moment I'm in the worst patch ever and I'm crying, my brain goes, I am so alone. Yes. No one can help me. Yeah. Like Which those is, are the exact words that yeah. I tell myself too. It's, it's, I also find that, like, sorry to interrupt. No, you could. I also find that I have loads of friends that are like, just reach out, talk to me. But yeah. when I'm in those lows, I just don't want to talk no, to anyone. I don't want to talk at all. No, and I, I, I almost like I want to sit in that loneliness and yeah. I want to soak it up and I want to. How weird is that? I don't, it's not. I don't even want to get out of it a lot of the time. I just want to sit there and feel crap. <laughs> yes, I. Yeah, I know. It's this weird like. I don't like am I wallowing in it like I don't I don't know actually why I like I don't actually do the things that I know would make me feel better it's just like 
when I'm when I'm that low, it kind of feels like that's reality and anything other than that, like when I'm actually happy, that's fake. Yeah. But when I'm happy and like things are fine, I'm like, oh, that's distorted. Yeah. So like I kind of just feel like like when I'm when I'm in it, it's just like why would I try getting out of it? Because that that reality is fake. Like oh, that. Wow, that's is, interesting. I kind of just feel like, yeah, I just feel like there's no point. Kind yeah. Of. How often do you feel low in your like day to day life? Um, and are there, are there certain things that trigger it? Yes, for sure. Like normally, I don't. I don't like. That's not naturally where I go. Like normally, I'm fine. But like if if something happens, like if. I do something wrong and I get in trouble. Like, if anything like that happens, I will. I just like dive down there. Like, it just it's kind of like instant. Like, I just, I just like stop talking and I like I can't even like move my body. I just feel like wow. paralyzed. Like, I just like I I feel embarrassed and ashamed and I can't like leave this place that I'm in. Wow. And how it's long so are you in those lows? How long does it take you to bring yourself out of them? Oh, I feel like it varies. Um, Usually what helps me, and I was talking about this the other night, um, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, so Um, explain that again. So, like, you go through different steps, and I think there's, like, maybe five or six of them, and, like, what you do is, like, you, I'm probably saying in the wrong order, but, but you, like, you state, like, what happened, like, what the situation was, then you state, like, how you're feeling, like what are your emotions, and then um, rate that on a scale from one to one hundred percent. Like so, if like, um, like someone got mad at me for something, like like I'll use driving as an example. Like so, I cut someone off, so that's what happened. And then I'd write like I feel um, embarrassed, I feel sad, I feel like ashamed, and I'll like rate them like ninety percent, eighty percent. You know, like I'll up, you'll put a percentage, and then. Um, think you write like I can't remember basically you do those things and then you start like um you label what your brain is doing so like when I when I say oh sorry let me go back (laughs) so after you rate your feelings you write um like what were your thoughts like what were the thoughts that ran through your mind that made you have that feeling so I would say my brain told me I was a terrible person that I am stupid and like should never like drive again and like that's what my brain's telling myself and so after that you look at your sentences and you write that's like you write what kind of distorted thinking you're doing there's like you can you're catastrophizing catastrophizing um magnifying there's um black and white thinking like there's there's a list of all different ones but you like actually put a label on it so you know like that thing my brain was doing is like it's it's not true it's a distorted thought right so after that you um you kind of like you get perspective and like you make a case for yourself like I cut that person off because I didn't realize that like they like I had a stop sign or like I don't even I don't, I'm not like I don't know what situation we're in <laughs> but like you say like um like, also, like, I haven't been driving that long. Like, I'm a new driver. These things happen to new drivers. Like, it's just part of learning. Um, they probably don't remember that this happened. People get honked at all the time. Like, so, yeah. you, so you try and, like, you make a case you for yourself. Apart, yeah, yeah. And so, um, 
after that you rewrite your feelings and I always find that my my like emotion percentages are significantly lower so what was 80 is now 15 what is like it it, they drastically drop and so when I'm able to do that and like go through that and it's always like I have to write it out I can't just think it like for me I need to like write those words out usually that can that can lift me out of it um but it's really difficult when you're feeling that low. Like, I don't want to, like, write a paper right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, I usually, like, I told Henry, like, when I feel so low, I need you to grab my laptop. I need to put it in front of me and turn it on, and I can write in my journal. Yeah. And, like, I don't think I've ever had a time where that hasn't helped me. Like, it, That's it's amazing. always is usually... It, it makes me feel a lot better. And such a practical tool for the mind as well. Like, so many other people just be like, just go outside for a walk or, like... I don't yeah. Know. I mean, and yeah. those, those are helpful. They are, wrong, yeah. But to actually address the actual brain and what's going wrong, yeah. I feel like that's so much more beneficial. Right, because we... Our brains, like, they get in this pattern. Like, when, when something bad happens, you have these, like, pathways that yeah. would say, like, oh, this is how you're going to feel. This is what your thought is. But over time, like, we can change that. We can change where it goes so that yeah. it doesn't go to, like, you're a terrible person. It can be like, it's okay. Like, yeah. you made a mistake and it's fine. Like, yeah. So it, it gives me hope that, like, someday when I do this enough times and I reteach my brain how to think, yeah. that I won't immediately go, like, yeah. down. So. Do you reckon you will get to a point where you could maybe offend someone or hurt someone accidentally and feel okay about yourself? Or is that way? Does that feel so <laughs> way off? I mean, because I've only lived my life that way, I feel like how could I ever not feel those feelings? <laughs> yeah. But I think like maybe I'll have a thought. I'll have like a split second where I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. But then be able to reason with myself pretty quickly that yeah. like I didn't like kill anybody. Yeah, like, you're I'm, okay. It's okay. Yeah. So I think it's definitely possible, but yeah. it would take a lot of work. I know. I. The amount of times I can think about this future me that has it all sorted and she's slimmer, she's she's <laughs> meditating every day, but it feels so far off. Yeah. And one of those things for me as well is just not letting, not reacting to things so quickly and yeah. being able to step back and look at your thoughts and be like, I'm going crazy here. Like, yeah. that is not the way it is in yeah. your life. Yeah. Yeah. And so. How does your career in music, because it's so up and down, we've definitely discussed this and how hard that is, mm-hmm. how does that affect your brain? Because it really affects me, the, yeah. the getting up and trying to motivate yourself and trying to get yourself to do exercise or look after yourself. Yeah. I've been talking to Josh, even just briefly, mm-hmm. and um, he's not seen anyone all weekend. And that's kind of like my week. I don't see anyone in the yeah, week. Yeah. And he's like... And I was slipping into, I don't even want to leave the house. I'm not going to go and even get food. Like, he slipped into that so quickly. Yeah. And even was wanting to cancel things that he used to love to do. Mm. And he's like, no wonder you find this so difficult. Yeah, it is. Like, as wonderful it is to be able to do this, to be able to, like, work from where, well, wherever, like, wherever your studio is. But, like, um, and, like, make your own schedules. Like, that's that's amazing and it's it's a really a privilege but it also is really hard to be your own boss and be the one who's making your own schedule yeah like, I I found it really really hard to like find a routine for myself and stick to it and I sometimes like envy people who have like a boss and someone <laughs> they can answer to because I feel like 
I mean, I was, I was always a good student. I did really well in school and I do well with structure and with like someone like whenever there's like a possible punishment, I like, I always, I always do the job, but like the punishment for me is just like, I feel bad about myself. Like that's not, I'm not hurting anyone else or like, I'm not, I'm not like, it doesn't affect anyone else really, just me. And a lot of times that's not enough motivation. So it's really (laughs) hard to like get going. Yeah. Um, and do you beat yourself up? Because I do. Oh, for Just... sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, even days where I, like, do happen to get some stuff done, if it's not, like, you wrote a really great song today and produced a really great song, if it's not, like, those big achievements, I kind of feel like it was a waste of a day, which is so <laughs> terrible. But it's hard to not think that way sometimes. Yeah, Especially, is. like, where in a society where everyone is, like, you need to be busy and you got to be drained all the time and you have to live off of three hours of sleep. Like... In college, like, that's just, like, people are like, I only got four hours, and I only got three. I'm like, I know, what? like, how is that a good thing? Why are people trying to promote yeah. that? Yeah. The, the glorification of busy. It's it's so toxic. Yeah. And so that it definitely gets to me when I see other people, and, like, through social media, too. Oh, like, man. Of course, like, you know, you're not going to post a, just a picture of you, like, on a bad day. Although I am seeing, a, like, a that movement, yeah. which is nice and it is helpful to see like hey no one's on all the time like people have off days yeah um but it is difficult to not compare yourself especially your lower days when people are like posting about like getting all sorts of things you want in life so I find it basically impossible to go on Instagram or Twitter and come away feeling better (laughs) yeah like that just doesn't happen and I I've kind of noticed a few times now when I wake up in the morning and I'll go straight to Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I I can almost physically feel my mood drop mm-hmm. and my mind just deteriorating as I look. And I'm like, this so isn't good for me. Why do yeah. I continue this weird addiction that's not benefiting my life in any way? It's weird. I mean, I do the same exact thing. And it's usually like, if I like make a post or something, I want to see like, how are people reacting to it? Like, it's like, I want to feel like I've done something I've contributed in some way and like I want people to like accept me like it's this weird thing and it's kind of like no matter I feel like no matter what number it is it's never going to be enough for you like I'm I'm always going to keep looking at it like it's it's not actually like oh once I reach like 500 likes I'll stop looking like no like I'm gonna keep 1,000 exactly like it's a never-ending thing and it's the same thing with like for me, it's like with Spotify, like Spotify numbers are just like, it's so oh bad for me to look at because I'll compare myself to other artists and be like, well, if I don't have as many streams, it means I'm like, I'm worse than them or like, I'm not as like valuable and my music is not as good. But like, that's so not true. It's no. so not true. Like when I look at artists that I love and who have changed my life, they have like smaller numbers. Like yeah. I like almost like unbelievably low. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, it just goes to show like that doesn't mean anything. Like I like... I know I, I've been able to touch people and like it shouldn't mean that because I have like a lower number that that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, I, I wish there was a way to use social media as a tool and or like you could just turn off viewing likes and comments or something. Yeah. Or, like, and yeah. You, you could still post your stuff. I mean, I guess to be fair, you could just post and then be like, okay, I won't look at it until I post next. It's really but hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. And like I've definitely found in the past like I'll post something and then five minutes will go by and I'm like oh no it's only got x amount of likes yeah. and I feel my brain going there and I'm like Kate your life does not revolve around this I don't know yeah. why you care so much but yeah. there's something 
I feel sorry for people at school these days. Like, because that wasn't a part of our growing up. No. And yet these people have to go to school and be like, oh, that girl in my year has x amount more followers than me and she gets yeah. these many likes that would fuck you up as a kid i know because like i mean when we were in school like yeah there were obviously the popular people but like now there's like an actual number yeah, attached to that yes and it, it just like it kind of confirms that they're like oh yeah like they're popular and i'm not yeah like that's gotta be so difficult yeah. and like you know the whole like fear of missing out thing like when i would come home from school i would just like hang by myself and play video games and I was perfectly fine with that like I enjoyed that but if I'm sure I saw like someone else posting like at the mall like hanging out or like bowling I mean I don't know what kids <laughs> but um like if I saw that I'd probably definitely feel so bad about yeah. myself be like oh like I'm alone and I'm doing stupid stuff yeah and technically we pretty much still do feel bad about ourselves when we go on to see everyone yeah. bowling because yeah. we want to go bowling no I know that's that's so true it's it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> Except maybe our brains are just a bit more progressed and we can kind of notice it a bit more. But it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for inviting me. I'm and for sharing and, you know, being so great and open. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So there we have it. My chat with the wonderful, beautiful Marie what a kind and gentle soul she is I really feel so lucky to know her and to be her friend and I'm so grateful that she let me chat to her and pull those things out of her brain because it was just awesome I really enjoyed it I hope you guys did too thanks again for liking and reviewing and rating the podcast and subscribing I don't know what you do but you do it and I'm really grateful for it because this podcast is fucking the best thing ever I love it don't forget you can get these episodes earlier if you sign up to my patreon page it's patreon.com slash kate mcgill would mean the world to me but you know if you don't want to that's also absolutely fine go about living your life I hope it's brilliant and I'll see you guys again in a couple of weeks